0: buddy, this is Randy Shandebel, and you're listening to This Golden State. Well, the presidential debates finally start this week. But even before one question has been asked, Donald Trump is already crying foul, accusing the moderators of being biased. It's a phony system. They're all Democrats. OK, it's, it's a very unfair system. And the Clinton campaign says... They worry about the moderators, too, worry that Lester Holt this week and Martha Raddatz, Sanderson Cooper and Chris Wallace next month worry that they'll all hold Hillary Clinton to a higher standard than they do Trump simply because she has more political experience. Bottom line, don't be surprised if more people second-guess the moderators than they do the candidates.
1: They're going to get criticized. You know, Jesus Christ could moderate this debate. And people wouldn't like the fact that, you know, he has a beard.
0: That was Mark Baraback, political reporter for the Los Angeles Times. So
2: I think probably one of the worst jobs in the world right now is moderator for the presidential debates. It's thankless, and people are going to jump on you no matter what.
0: And that was Deborah Saunders, a conservative columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle. Baraback and Saunders are two of nine great political reporters you'll hear from today who will tell you in quick fashion what their first debate question would be for Donald Trump, what their first question would be for Hillary Clinton. Most all of us, me included, have moderated political debates before or been part of debate panels. First, a bit of business. Follow This Golden State and rate us on iTunes, Also, send any thoughts you have to my email, shandobill at shandobill.com. That's S-H-A-N-D-O-B-I-L. I
2: I I, I I, I don't envy those people at all.
0: Okay, in addition to Deborah Saunders and Mark Baraback, today you'll hear from Dan Moraine, a political columnist and editorial writer for the Sacramento Bee, Carla Marinucci, who writes Politico's California Playbook... Mark Sandalo, a political analyst for Hearst Television and KCBS Radio based in Washington D.C., Doug Sovereign, political reporter for KCBS in San Francisco, Hank Plant, a political analyst for a Palm Springs NBC affiliate and part of the Desert Sun's editorial board. Kevin Riggs, longtime political reporter for KCRA in Sacramento, who now works for Randall Communications. And John Myers, the L.A. Times Sacramento bureau chief. What would your first question be for Hillary Clinton?
3: 62% of the people in the latest poll in America don't trust you. They think you are untrustworthy. What do you say to those people to change their mind? What can you say specifically that acknowledges how they feel about you? And don't just say they're wrong. Tell us what you can do differently. I mean, because I feel like at the end of the day, trust is her
0: biggest problem. It sure is. You know, a different way to phrase that same thing is, how could you lead people who don't trust you?
3: Yeah. 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 That might be something to talk about right off the get-go because that, that hangs over the entire event for Hillary Clinton is the issue of trust. So
0: your first question for Donald Trump would be what?
3: Uh, you know, something to the effect of Mr. Trump, you have been a public figure for decades and you have said a lot of things in a lot of roles to be controversial, to get attention. My question is, is there anything that you have said that you would like tonight to tell the American people you were wrong, that you lied about, that you were just doing for a show. This is your opportunity. Now, set the record straight. Is there anything that you have
4: said that you would like to take back?
0: Hank Plant from The Desert Sun.
4: My first question for Hillary Clinton would be, you've been on the national scene for almost 30 years. Why are you still having to explain yourself and identify yourself to voters? Just to expound on that, I mean, everybody knows her, but you still get a sense from so many people that they really don't know what she's about. Uh, this is what's behind the skepticism when people say they don't trust her. I mean, she's been around, and it's just so curious to me uh, why people feel that way. Why is that an issue after all this time? I mean, we know who Joe Biden is. You know, we get a sense of him as a person. Why is not that the same for her? It's, and I, I think it's rooted in their uh, both of them. Clintons in their obsessive need for privacy.
0: Let's switch to Donald Trump. What would your first question be for Mr. Trump?
4: My first question for Donald Trump would be, you're good at uh, ridiculing your enemies and beating up on your enemies, but politics is collaboration. That's how you really get things done. How do we know that you're going to work with people? I mean, he's been a CEO, and CEOs are often my way or the highway, men and women. Well, that isn't how politics works.
0: That's a good question. My guess is he'll probably point to all the "quote unquote" deals he's made.
4: Most of his deals are involved "take it or leave it," uh,
0: <laughs>
4: and if you don't, if you don't, we'll declare bankruptcy and walk away, which he did, I think, six times. So, I mean, if that's if that's deal making, I don't know.
5: This is going to be a debate like we've never seen before, and I think it will get an audience like we've never seen before. But I, th- I think the stakes are higher in this one. Uh, than anything we've seen in a long time. So for a lot of reasons, this is going to be must-watch TV.
0: Politico's Carla Marinucci.
5: For Hillary Clinton, my question would be, Secretary Clinton, after decades in the public eye and in public service, polls are showing that most Americans view Donald Trump as more honest and trustworthy than you. And, you know, you've made the case that your high-profile roles as First Lady, as Senator, Secretary of State, have subjected you to more scrutiny. But shouldn't you by now have earned the public trust far more than Mr. Trump? And what mistakes have you made that you believe account for this huge trust gap?
0: I think that's a great question. Uh, Something that I've been thinking kind of along similar lines is, shouldn't you have learned your lesson by now? You keep making you keep making the same not not the exact same mistake but thematically it it, it all comes comes under the umbrella of secretiveness and evasiveness and hiding things and it just reinforces that whole notion of people not trusting you exactly she keeps making the same mistake even as recently as this month
5: yeah and I think that is uh, that is the central issue facing her as she goes into this debate why? Doesn't America believe in you or trust in you at this point?
0: Donald Trump, what would your first question be for him?
5: He has told voters the reason that he's going to be the first presidential candidate in decades not to release his taxes is because he's undergoing a government audit. So I think the question is, Mr. Trump, you know, you've assured Americans that you are under audit, and that in the case of your wife's immigration to the United States, that she fulfilled all legal requirements also related to work visas and legal residency. In both cases, you have yet to produce any official government documentation that will confirm your claims about both the audit and your wife's immigration status. Will you pledge to the American people tonight that you will release the official IRS notice of your audit and your wife's full and complete immigration documents in the interest of full transparency? And if not, why should we not assume you're hiding something? That's my—that's the question I want to hear. Where are the documents? Where are the documents?
0: Well, that's a great question that leads to, if he's evasive on that, you know, for five years you pushed President Obama to produce his birth certificate, and you said <laughs> he was hiding something, yet you won't show these documents? And they're readily available. They're more recent. They're right now.
5: Come yeah, on. Ex- ex- exactly. And believe me, if he doesn't get asked that question, I think America is going to be disappointed. I think that is really the number one question.
0: Here's Doug Sovern from KCBS. My
6: first question for Donald Trump would be, we've never had a president who didn't have prior political or military experience of some sort. We've never even had a nominee, major party nominee without that. You are running on your record as a businessman, a record that is checkered with bankruptcies and fraud allegations and harebrained schemes and crass maneuvers that always put you first over anyone else, uh, certainly over the public good. What in the world, if that's not too loaded, qualifies you to be president of the United States? That would be my first question for Donald Trump.
0: A gentle, friendly beginning. (laughs) Your first question for Hillary Clinton would be?
6: I would say uh, you, you have said many times that your vote to go to war in Iraq was a mistake. Using a personal server for State Department email was a mistake. You've made other mistakes that you own up to and say it was a mistake. I wouldn't do it again. Yet you keep you have a pattern of repeating mistakes or making similar mistakes of judgment where you don't see the long view. You make a short sighted decision and then you come to regret it. What assurances can you give the American people, or why shouldn't they doubt that you might make similar mistakes again as president?
0: Here's Kevin Riggs. For Donald
7: Trump, my question would be, you've made some startling comments about the value of NATO, about your admiration for Vladimir Putin. You've made controversial remarks about Muslims, Mexicans, women. Why should voters, as well as overseas allies, believe that you have the temperament to govern effectively? For Hillary Clinton, I would ask, you have a lengthy resume of public service, you have a long record, but your style consistently raises questions in voters' minds as measured in polls about whether you are trustworthy, about whether you're obsessed with secrecy. It goes beyond use of a private email server. Former staffers have talked about your need to control. Can you change your work style to create
0: more trust with government insiders as well as the public? And what if her answer is yes? (laughs) (laughs) Once again, the L.A. Times, Mark Baraback. Your first question for Hillary Clinton. I would say, Madam
1: Secretary, Americans have made it very clear this election season that our abiding disgust with Washington and a political status quo, which in many ways you have come to embody, having been a part of that political culture in various roles for over a generation. If you're elected president, why should anyone believe that things will be any different four years from now?
0: Boy, that's a good question. Well, thanks. Okay, your first question for Donald Trump.
1: Mr. Trump, you have lied repeatedly throughout this campaign, blatantly, brazenly on matters as small as the size of your crowd and as significant as the legitimacy of nation's first black president. Given that, why should anyone trust anything you say?
0: <laughs> I have a hunch that he'd say you're unfair. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, hey, you know what? I don't think my question to Hillary was a softball.
0: Here's The Chronicle's Deborah Saunders. What would your first question be for Donald Trump?
2: Why haven't you given money to the Trump Foundation since 2008? He has not given, he gave about 30 grand in 2008, and he hasn't given any money since. He has not put a dime in that foundation since 2008. And it says a lot of things, Randy, because it makes you wonder, has he had financial problems? And for somebody who always likes to tout himself as a guy who loves to give to charity and always ready to write a check for a good cause, he really has barely given any money to charity since 2008.
0: Let's switch to Hillary. What would your first question be for Hillary Clinton?
2: You said you've taken responsibility for your decision to use a homebrew server for State Department emails. What does that mean? What actions go along with your taking responsibility? If I'm a teenager and I stay out after curfew, when I take responsibility, maybe I'm grounded for a week, right? But, you know, what change in behavior have we seen that that shows that she is sincere in her taking responsibility.
0: Like the other reporters we talked to, Hearst's Mark Sandalo wanted to ask Clinton a question about character and honesty. Secretary Clinton, you, you've been the subject
1: of many investigations dating back for decades, including one in which you and your husband's financial dealings back in Arkansas, which ultimately led to embarrassing revelations about your husband and extramarital affairs in the Oval Office and, and his impeachment. So when you chose to use a private email server, Secretary of State, did you really not have any concern that tens of thousands of your personal emails might become fodder for future political campaigns? Or was it really, as you've repeatedly insisted, simply that you didn't want to carry two cell phones?
0: For Trump, however, Sandalow asked our first question about foreign policy. Mr. Trump, as specifically as you can, Explain
1: how a peace deal between Israel, Hamas, Hezbollah, the the Palestinian Authority, would affect threats to American national security. And remember, there's a lot of Americans who are concerned you lack the foreign policy knowledge to make decisions like this. So please use as many details as you can, as much as you're able to, to demonstrate the depths of your knowledge.
0: And his answer will be, I'll get it done, believe me.
1: Which is precisely why you need to ask a question, which uh, sort of challenges him to to show off the depths of his knowledge, because if that's all you can do, and that's why Lester Holt needs to figure follow-up by saying things like, is that all the detail you're able to offer at this point?
0: The Bs, Dan Moraine's first question, would be about national defense. Remember when Donald Trump said that if he was president, the U.S. wouldn't necessarily defend the NATO country if it came under attack?
7: If the tanks roll in to Estonia. What would the first 3 things be that you do?
0: Wow. Getting right to the NATO issue.
7: Well, yeah. And are you gonna are you gonna check to see whether Estonia has paid its bills? You know, I mean it gets it gets to the question of of do you understand the significance of Estonia or the Baltics, Latvia, Lithuania? I want to know the first 3, three things you do uh, if if the tanks roll into Estonia.
0: That's a good question. You know you know what I guess he might say? He'll say, believe me, I will work well enough with Vladimir Putin that the tanks won't roll into Estonia. <laughs> believe me. Yeah,
7: well, and then it's going to be up to Lester Holt to say, well, go with me here. Tell me what the first th- three things are you do. Do you call Vlad? Do you call NATO? Do you expect that NATO is going to scramble what are you going to do I mean I just I think you have to you have to come back with second and third questions if he says believe me and then as to Clinton and Clinton and um, and Trump both is there ever a time under what circumstances would you authorize the first strike use of nuclear weapons
0: I'm guessing that Lester Holt Martha Raddatz Anderson Cooper and Chris Wallace though all ask good questions but they'll probably be criticized anyway for pushing too hard on fact-checking the candidates or for not pushing hard enough, for being tougher on one candidate than the other, or for asking the wrong question. But I think I'm speaking for all of the journalists we talked to today. Cut the moderators a little slack. It really is a tough job, and much of the world will be watching. You can find this Golden State on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and on San Francisco Magazine's website. Thanks for listening.